Talking sports. Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by the Hampton Inn Lakeside Village. And your host this afternoon is Ryan Buckley. Eric, good to see you again, sir. Welcome to Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley here with Mr. Mark McCollum. How are we doing, sir? Ready to go. And not leave the show, but just like go to start the show. Oh, you okay. know? I was going to say, dude, we just yeah, started. You can't go yet. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Jenna, once again, absent. Do we know where she's at? Yeah, she's picking up her puppy. Um, I believe her puppy was That's at right. a, was it, it was like obedience school yeah. or like, you know, one of the training yeah. schools they do. So, um, big very excited for her. for her and that reunion they're going to have picking yeah. up your kid from school. Right. I and mean, yeah. it's basically the same thing. So, um, she's been away and now the dog's been Do you away. have a kid to compare? <laughs> no, the puppy's been, so we can't, <laughs> yeah, we can't really compare <laughs> the, pup, the puppy's been away for, I think a couple weeks. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I haven't seen my pup in a couple yeah. weeks. It got so much bigger. So a good, good reason to not be in the studio today. We'll, we'll let that one slide. We'll out. Well, she should be here next week, the long-awaited return. We keep she saying that, but we she never comes Probably won't week. be here next week. So. <laughs> yeah. Long-awaited return. Um, but good to be on the show with you, Mark. Speaking yes. of the uh, Hampton and Lakeside, just got off the phone with them before I got here. A big partner of ours over with Pope County Tourism and Sports Marketing. They, Stephanie over there and the whole team, fantastic job. They do an amazing job housing all of our events. Making great sure location. Has a great time. They're at Lakeside. Great location yeah. at Lakeside. So really happy to have them on board. Absolutely. Um, and they're working with a lot of our upcoming events that we'll talk about later in segment four. Let's start off how we always started off. Let's talk about some high school sports, Mark. A lot of high school action to talk about. Let's stick with basketball to start. Yeah, high school sports uh, back in action in full force after their uh, couple weeks off there during the holidays. Uh, but this last week, uh, so in boys basketball, Victory Christian, they beat Santa Fe Catholic 66-52. to Sophomore Lorenzo Kaysen did his typical job with 26 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. Mike Andino had 14 points, 4 rebounds, while Israel Ricketts added 13 points and 5 boards. Uh, Trey Lane led Santa Fe with 21 points on the other side, while Cooper Ellis, Tate Career, and Jaden McPherson added 8 points each. Fantastic stuff there. Um and then moving on to the next game, Jordan Christian versus Lake Wales. Jordan Christian with a excuse me, 79 to 69 win. Uh sophomore William Reyes scoring 24 points. Sixth time this season he's gone over 20 points. Good yeah. little nugget you found there. Thank you. Very good job. All all the ledger. Can't take any other credit. Again, can't take credit away from no. them. They do an amazing job filling this section they do. for us. Yeah. I mean, they do. They do. Uh and Gary Navarra is scoring a season high 19 for him. Freshman getting in the game. Uh, Zoe Mosley adding 14 points and a game-high 11 rebounds for a nice double-double there. Lake Wales, Sebastian Rosado scoring 30. Five rebounds, four assists, and eight steals. Even spread game there. Some might say he went off with 30 Uh, points. Yes, 30 points. Rocket ship. Donald Gatlin adding 10 points as well. Um, So good game there for Jordan Christian. They improved to 10-5 and Lake Wales. They fall to 3-12. and Got some work to do, Lake Wales does. Absolutely. Seems like a rebuilding year. Yeah. I'll take the next one. <laughs> uh, McKeel, they beat Lakeland Christian 70-45. to uh, Alex Sessoms had 20 points, 3 assists, and 2 steals. But it was his 4 or 5 three-point shooting that was uh, really um, led his team to victory there. He went um, yeah 4 for 5 from downtown. Always a great showing. 80% from, from three-point range. Yes. Quick math by you. 
Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I went to Southeastern University. <laughs> <laughs> they, taught, they taught you well. Uh, as a team, the Wildcats shot 62% from three-point range. Senior Cam Brown added 12 points, five assists, and teammate Connor Moody scored 15 points. McKeel at 10-6 on the season, while Lakeland Christian still looking to get it going at 2-11 on the year. Yep, and then uh, staying a little closer to home here, Lakeland versus Auburndale. So really close game. Yeah, tight uh, game here. 63-59 to with the Dreadnoughts squeaking out the win. Uh, they had a 45-44 lead at the end of the third quarter. So really close game throughout the entirety of this contest. Um, Elijah Hardy hit clutch free throws down the stretch, keep the Dreadnoughts on top. Lakeland has won five in a row, and they're playing George Jenkins' nest. So Lakeland... Uh, on a good little win streak here, yeah. Heading into George Jenkins, yeah. Especially as you know, as you get towards the end of January into February, kind of getting the postseason action here for these high school sports. So they're definitely clicking at the right time. Absolutely, and I think we also have the George Jenkins game in here as well. Do we not? On the uh, girls, we side. actually have it on the girls' side. Girl I apologize. Side, yeah. It's okay. Well, go ahead. Let's I jump forget, over. I to forgive that. you. Ha, thank you. You're welcome. Let's jump over to that. Go ahead on the girls' side. Yeah. So George Jenkins, they beat Lakeland Christian. This is a fantastic score here, forty-seven to fifteen. Wow. Um, I don't know what the spread on was on that, but I think they might have, they might have covered it, or they did not cover it. Uh, but George Jenkins they jumped out to a 33 to five halftime lead. Eagles have won nine of their last ten games, so they're a team to look out for as we get down to postseason play. It was on senior night. Uh, Jenkins was led by senior Taylor Brown with 12 points. Taylor Gibson had nine points, and Mary Kate Benham added eight points. Ella McDonald led LCS with a uh, solid five points. George, George Jenkins at 10 and seven. Lakeland Christian at 12 and 10. Yeah, so on paper would have looked like a pretty evenly matched game based off the records heading into the game. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously not. The it just might have been George Jenkins' night. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah. You have an off night, right? Um, well, let's move over to girls' soccer because speaking of scores that kind of catch our eye, there's one that really caught my eye, uh, and this is Lake Wales versus Haynes City. Uh, the final score, 10 to nothing in that game. Wow. So Rough uh, night in goal for Haynes City. <laughs> I mean... That's a tough one. Ellie Unzueta and uh, Gila Suarez each scoring three goals. Brianna McLaren, uh, Montserrat Montoya, Bailey Dykes, and Shaley Woods all adding a goal. Very. That's tough. That's a lot to track. That's tough. A lot I mean, to track. We've all been on that side of a lopsided score, I feel like, during Very our many playing times. careers. Very. It's just tough. There's Nothing seems to be working, and it's just one of those nights. Very many times. But you know what? Sometimes your team actually bounced through that, right? Yeah. Like you figure out, okay, guys, that Learn was bad. Learn a lot about yourselves. That was bad, yeah. We got humbled. We need, we recognize the areas we need to improve, and let's go forth and set up a strategy yeah. to improve that. So we'll see if that happens with Haynes City. Um, for Lake Wales, a big, big win for them. They moved to 6-4-2. Haynes City dropping to 7-8-2. So, again, to your point, like it's not like Haynes City's having a bad year, yeah. right? I mean, they're right at 500. Yeah, they just ran into a team that was clicking on all cylinders that night. Yeah, and that sometimes happens. Yeah. That sometimes happens. For our focus this week, Mark, uh, before we head into segment two, talk a little bit about high school wrestling. Yeah, high school wrestling, they're in their state championships uh, this week. Actually, we have one of our teams from here in Polk County competing. It'll be Lake Gibson. They advanced mm. to its fifth straight team state championship after beating Winter Springs 35-29 in the regional final last Thursday. The Braves, the number three team in Florida Class A, or Class 2A, will be looking for its fourth team state championship after winning in 2017, 2019, 2021, hopefully adding an even year. Uh, to their to their title winnings there after winning in odd years in the previous three times. What's so funny? That's very it's a good observation. Very astute I, observation. It is. I didn't <laughs> even notice that. Uh, Jay Walker and Blake Walker both went two and zero in the tournament to help Lake Gibson clinch their state championship berth. 
The Braves uh, were also helped by the return of state and nationally ranked Brendan Abden, who won both of his matchups as well. Uh, so they keep, they compete tomorrow in states at 2.30 p.m. at Osceola High School. Well, best of luck to Lake Gibson, yeah. obviously. Always great to see the talent represented within Polk County. Looking forward to see the results from that. Absolutely. And speaking of results, when we come back and head into segment two of our section, playoff football did happen this weekend. First ever Monday night playoff football game. So that'll be fun to talk about over the super wild card weekend. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk about that and more here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Ooh, but right now we're talking sports in Sports Central. And if that doesn't creep you out, ooh. Sports Central brought to you by the Lakeland Ledger. Let's get to it with Mark and Ryan. Joining us on the Halloween edition in January, Sports <laughs> yeah, Central. We're getting ready. <laughs> yeah, never, never too, too soon for Halloween music. <laughs> never too early to start. Very <laughs> ominous, though, for what you have to talk about next. Oh, boy. Well, for some people, not for the majority of these listeners. Uh, Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. This is actually a f- Central Florida show, not a Northeast Sports show, so we should. Yeah, we should be excited about this for some reason. So <laughs> let's just rip this off like a Band-Aid. There was a game in Tampa. I happened to be there as well, just as a caveat Oh, jeez. It was the number seven ranked Philadelphia Eagles who, you know, based on their strength of schedule, kind of, uh, you know, slowly walked into these playoffs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, that game was over after the first quarter. So I think it was, might have made that kickoff, too. Yeah, potentially the day before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bucks win that game 31-15. Um, not that the Eagles offense was necessarily high-flying, uh, their run game, though, had been pretty dominant, and it was stagnant. Um, so that was kind of an interesting factor in the game to watch a team that was really pounding the ball the past couple weeks literally not be able to move the ball. Well, the and tough when you get behind 17 nothing at halftime. You, can't, you, can't, you can't run the ball to try and get back at in the seven game. 7 nothing. you could. 7 nothing. you can. 14 nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not going to get into it. Uh, 17-0 lead at halftime, stretched to 31 nothing over three quarters. Uh, really, the the way this game was put out of reach in all seriousness was the Jalen Rager muff punt that set up. Uh, Tampa went three and out, punted, Jalen Rager muffing the punt. Tampa going right down, scoring, makes a 24 nothing. see you later. Yeah. Uh, I, Tom Brady, a field day. I yeah. mean, threw all over him, 271 yards. Not a lot on the ground, uh, to be honest with you. They relied heavily on Gio Bernard with Leonard Fournette out and Ronald Jones out. Both of them were out, so it was a mix of Keyshawn Vaughn and Gio Bernard for that game. Uh, two touchdowns in that game as well. Mike Evans was in fuego, nine passes for 117 yards and a touchdown. They're going to take on the L.A. Rams, and that is going to be That's a fun be game a to watch. Game. Yeah. That is going to be a fun game to watch. It was interesting. Um, you know, you kind of didn't know what the Bucks were going to do on offense coming into this game. Mm. You know, you know if they were going to rely on the ground with most of the receivers going down to injury or taking their jersey off in New York yeah. and not yeah. leaving. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Um, so, I mean, then Tom Brady obviously just went to his two favorite targets and Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans. Right. To rely on the passing game. And I mean, clearly it worked. They, those two have had a great connection for years. And then Mike Evans, obviously one of the best receivers in the in the league. So Right. Well, and I think it's going to be tough because he's going from a a defense that really relies on their front four, which, by the way, really got pressure on him at some point yeah. in the game. The first half, three sacks. Yeah. So they, they were able to get pressure. Um, I think what's going to be challenging is they're playing a much better secondary. Uh, in LA, and okay. arguably a better defensive front with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, yes, Leonard Floyd, yeah. So I, that's just a very interesting matchup. Um, probably yeah. the, the game of the day in terms of Sunday games, just because of the, the blowouts that took place, was the 49ers Cowboys game. 
Um, 49ers winning that game 23-17. Some controversy in this one. Not like a you know a, a plethora, but obviously the spotting of the ball and the time mm. that took. Yeah, at not the very end there. The snap. Yeah. Um, my take on it is you have no timeouts. You're doing a QB draw, and you do a, what, 25-yard run. Uh, slide earlier, right? Save yourself yeah. some clock, and then you clock it. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the official's fault because they have to go spot mm-hmm. the ball. And it's not like your offense doesn't know what the play call is or the right. game plan is. They're like, all right, QB draw, get down there. Everyone knows what's happening. You should be on line of scrimmage immediately. Right. Um, but, I mean, you can't just – Look at one play as a as a determining factor in that game. No. The Niners were the better team that day, yeah. So they deserve to win. Uh, ended up winning, and now they're moving on to Green Bay. And it's going to be interesting because Jimmy Garoppolo is carrying some injuries, he's carrying more injuries now into that game. You know, he already had a hand injury. Now he's got a shoulder. Not injury a game you want to carry injuries into. The temperature is going to be at or below zero degrees at kickoff. That's in Lambeau insane. Field. That's you don't want to be harboring a sprained ankle or an injured toe or anything going into, into there. No, no. I know we'll get to the Buffalo game in a second. Uh, you know about the on the AFC side because that was one of the coldest games I've ever seen. Yeah, but we could see that again. That going through Lambeau in the playoffs is not easy because of that yeah. right there. It's just so cold. Right. Um, we mentioned the Rams. Talk about that game a little bit, Mark. Yeah, the Cardinals and Rams. This was the Cardinals' first playoff game in some time, and it it showed. Um, the Rams <laughs> were just a better team from start to finish. Uh, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals quarterback, uh, looked flustered that entire first half. I caught a couple. A uh, few minutes of the of the first half, and he threw two interceptions, one pick six. It was kind of an ugly pick six too, because it was either a safety or he tried to throw out of bounds. He was getting sacked in the end zone, right? Let it go just as he was getting uh, sacked and threw it right in the arms of a Rams defender for a two yard uh, touchdown. And you talk about a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in a while. People that haven't been in the playoffs in a while, right? OBJ, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Last time he was there, he was on a boat, right? And then they lost, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and that was against Green Bay, if I remember correctly. And then Matt Stafford. I mean, really, his playoff debut, right? Yeah, they both got their first playoff wins uh, in their first year with L.A. Obviously, uh, Stafford getting traded for in the offseason, then OBJ coming over from the Browns uh, after he got released. And then the Rams picked him up. But, yeah, he had a, he had a great game. Five catches, 61 yards, one touchdown. He had a, I think he threw a pass to Cooper Cup, too, for 40 yards. He did. Uh, so he was very uh, very involved in the offense for, for L.A. Very heavily involved. Um, again, going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch. All the matchups this weekend are going to be very fun. Yeah, they say division, the division around the playoff, NFL playoffs is one of the best weekends in all of sports. And it's hard to disagree when you, have, when you see the lineup very uh, tough coming to our disagree. way this weekend. So Saturday night is going to be Green Bay, San Francisco. That's an 8-15 kickoff. Green Bay right now, the favorites given 5.5 at home. Tampa Bay, L.A., that's 3 o'clock on Sunday Tampa laying three at home. Um, so pretty good spreads, I would say, you know, for the matchups they have. Um, that Green Bay spread might move up a little bit, just depending on Jimmy Garoppolo's status. And the Rams and Bucks played earlier this season. I believe the Rams they came did, up with the, the Rams win. came up with the win. Early, that was early in, in LA. Season. Yeah. Yep, in LA. So this will be a little bit different. Yep. Um and different teams really. Tampa a little bit more injured. LA with one or two more weapons. So it's yes. gonna be a lot more interesting to see yes. how Tampa deals with that. All right, switch over to the AFC side real quick. Um, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, what we kind of thought wouldn't be a game wasn't a game. No. Uh, they ran out of fireworks, actually, at the stadium. Really? I don't know if you know that. Yeah, they ran out of fireworks. they scored too many scored points. Too many points. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 404 yards, five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, not only catching a touchdown, but... But... Ran for a touchdown? Throwing a touchdown. Oh, he did. There it is. Okay. I didn't watch that we'll game. We'll work on sorry. that next time. 
Uh, it's probably just sounded like dead air, and everyone's like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the rest of the AFC matchups, uh, Buffalo beating New England, insane weather over there. The wind chill making it feel like at times negative six degrees. It was nuts. Too cold. Uh, Buffalo beating New England 47 to 17. Sorry, I'm flying through these just to no, get go ahead. the way. And then uh, the Bengals beating the Raiders 26 19. Uh, really good, fun game to watch, actually. Uh, LA, L- LA, Las Vegas was always in that game. Just felt like they couldn't quite put their imprint on it. So for next week, we are going to have Saturday the Cincinnati Bengals visiting Tennessee, which should be a really fun matchup. I think the Bengals have a chance in that game. That I completely the top agree. Titans, yeah. Joey B, MVP, you watch out. Yeah. That's a 4.30 kickoff, Tennessee laying 3.5. And, and then on Sunday, the night game, probably my opinion, game of the week, Bills-Chiefs. Chiefs only laying 1.5 in that one. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. When we come back, we are going to shift our focus, give you an update on the MLB lockout status. Where are we at with that? Talk a little bit about our professional sports as well with spring training around the corner. We're going to want to know about that. So don't go anywhere here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. We're talking sports on Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. Your host, Ryan Buckley. Thank you, Eric. Welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Mark, a lot of fun talking about the NFL. Always. It's so consumed with the NFL, man, especially yeah. playoff time. It's it's year-round, really, because then you have free agency, then the draft. It's nonstop. Yeah. My wife loves it. Really? No. no can't <laughs> no. stand it. Had me fooled. Had me fooled. <laughs> well, something that we hope will uh, come back, speaking of year-round sports, is the MLB. Yeah. Um, obviously, sad news that they're in the lockout. Um you know, but they have started having some of those meetings back between the uh, league and the players' union and talking about where they can find some mediation and some middle ground. Always good to see when they meet. The outcome of this was not so good, though. Right. So, Phil, <laughs> so we, we so we got the uh, we got the two pa- the two buns of the burger. Yeah. Give us the patty, Mark. Okay, what's, yeah. what's all that? Meat? I'll give you what's the patty. that info? I'll give you the patty. So on Thursday of last week, the league presented a proposal on some of the core economic issues, uh, such as arbitration eligibility and service time manipulation uh, that some of the organizations have been doing in the past years. Some of the details of this proposal included expanding the playoff field to 14 teams, hmm. instituting a universal designated hitter, eliminating arbitration for Super 2 players, and instead using um, a formula to determine their salaries for the next season. Well, that's kind of an interesting Interesting uh, angle there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, implementing a draft lottery for the top three picks in which a team would be ineligible to be part of the lottery for three consecutive seasons. This one is may have one of the most uh, significant impacts. So that's trying to kind of get rid of tanking, right? Yeah. Get rid of the that's a whole that, That's a whole strategy that some of these teams are using. Absolutely. I mean, no, take my team, the Baltimore Orioles, for example. They have fielded a team probably in the most least expensive way. And it, it's, I mean, you can't blame them because that's how the system is set up right now. Right. If you want to get competitive again, the most efficient way and the cheapest way to do that is by acquiring these young, talented players. How do you get the most young, talented players having a terrible season, terrible season. having a top draft pick in the, in the following year uh, to get all these players in the organization? Absolutely. Uh, so this this uh, would have a significant impact on Major League Baseball. And the final thing that was talked about was rewarding an extra draft pick to teams who put a top 100 prospect on their opening day roster if the player wins a major award within three years. This helps as well with that uh, service time manipulation, as we talked about earlier. Some teams, they'll hold their top prospect down the first month. Right. So they don't have that full year of service time because once a player reaches six years of service time in, in the uh, top level in the Major League Baseball, then they become a free agent. So if a team holds them down for a month, 
they technically still have them for quote unquote a full season, uh, and they still get an extra year of them under under team control. So that would help eliminate that. Uh, but multiple reports claim that the proposal did little to encourage players and heighten the likelihood of spring training being postponed. Uh, so not good for Tiger Town here. No, and we certainly hope that doesn't happen. Right. Certainly hope that doesn't happen. Um, speaking of Tiger Town, one little note to throw in here. Very excited for our Tigers barbecue. Yeah. Coming back again, February 23rd, 5 to 7 p.m. Um, tickets are available. Um, there will be an online website that we can tell you about once those tickets go live. But they are available right now. You can call the box office over at Tigertown. Um, and also, you can check out visitcentralflorida.org. We'll have some more information on there regarding the Tigers barbecue. But not the only baseball news we had. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. There's more. It's it's kind of exciting, actually, because we've had no roster moves being made during this lockout. None. But there was some uh, this past weekend on January 15th. The international signing period opened up, mm. allowing teams to sign young international prospects. We talked about teams acquiring young um, and expensive players to add to their roster. Uh, this is one way to do that. These players are significantly younger than the draft. Um, right. So the Tigers made a splash. They signed 16-year-old out infielder uh, Javier Osorio to a $2.2 million uh, signing bonus. Uh, he was the 13th-ranked international prospect in the, in the class. Wow. And then the Rays, they made a splash as well, signing 16-year-old outfielder Jose Lazaro Contreras for a $1.05 million signing bonus. So another oh. way for these teams to add uh, talent to their organization. Yeah, get some young, talented players and try to build up from there. And, I mean, you see some of these uh, superstars that are popping up. Absolutely. They come from this international signing period. 100%. Um, it just takes four or five years um, for us to actually see them on the major league level. 100%. Always good to get a young nucleus, right, or a yeah. young core and try to build from there. Yeah. Um, that transitions us to our next team that we'll talk about, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Definitely what they're trying to do. Talented, young core, still struggling to kind of put it all together. They lost last night 123-110 to yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they had this game in hand at halftime. They were up at halftime, but then I mean, Embiid went, Joel Embiid for the uh, 76ers went off. He had 50 points. Yeah, that's the story um, of the year right there. Yeah. He's, he's been doing that. Yeah. Um, but not to be – well, he was outdone, Mobamba. But great <laughs> game from him, 32 points, uh, shot 12 of 15 from the field, one for two from the free throw line. Um, so good to see him kind of coming into his own here uh, this season. 32 points again from him. Uh, but Magic, 8-38 and 38 on the season. Uh, let's see. They'll play again tomorrow night against the L.A. Lakers um, here or over in Orlando. Yeah, well, let's switch over to a team that's really doing well. That's the Miami Heat. Your would you, Miami say, would you Heat, say they're on fire? They are in fuego. <laughs> uh, five out of the last six, seven out of the last ten. They are on fire. They are tied for first place in the Eastern Conference wow. right now, playing great basketball. Beating Portland last night, 104-92. Portland not having a great year, by the way, so let's see what happens with Damian Lillard. Um, Bam Adebayo, 20 points, 11 rebounds for another double-double this year. He's playing absolutely fantastic. Uh, someone you won't see on the score sheet that you had been seeing for a while, Tyler Harrow. He was out with COVID protocol. Mm. Um, so they'll, you know, they're winning without a full, their full weapon, right? Their full arsenal is not even playing in their way. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be a dangerous team, especially Heat as always seem the playoff time. to be able to do that, you know, winning without their full roster. Well, they're a deep team. PJ Tucker, Duncan Robinson, mm -hmm. Bam Adebayo. So they have a pretty good Jimmy Butler, not to be forgotten as well. So yeah. they have a pretty deep, deep team. Right. Even when you come off the bench as well, they have. Um, some talented personnel, Max Struess as well, coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely good. Uh, on top of having our NBA teams, we have our NHL teams that are in-state. Uh, let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Yeah, the Lightning. They won last night 6-4 to four against the LA Kings, so the Lightning improving to 27-9-5 and five on the season. Um, taking a look at the box score, we had uh, Bellamar. Is that how you say his name? Yes, Pierre-Edouard Belmar. Yeah. Well, I did not know his first name. <laughs> uh, he scored a goal, so did, uh, let's see, Joseph. He had a goal and assist for three points. Uh, and then yeah. Kucherov, another goal and assist for And him. Nikita Kucherov's been on fire. He's yeah. really starting to come into form. Um, so they are in sole possession of first place right now in the Atlantic Division. They do have two games extra played on the Florida Panthers, who are right behind them. And I have tried to tell you this is the team. This is the team of destiny this year. It no, is, I think you've done it. You've done it. it. it it's is, been every week for almost, what, six weeks now? It is the Florida Panthers year this year. I'm going to throw some facts at you. Let's get this out of the way. They lost last night. They did <laughs> not win last night. Since January 1, they are 6-1-1, one, and one, right? So they have 13 points in eight games. Wow. Very good statistic yeah. to have. Here's the crazier statistic. I'm not ready for it. Okay? So in the month of January... They have played eight games. Yep. They have 42 goals. Jeez. 42 goals in eight games. That's yeah. an average of over five a game. Yeah. It is absurd. Outside of the loss to Calgary last night, which was a 5-1 loss, they beat Columbus 9-2, Dallas 7-1, Vancouver 5-2, and then Carolina 4-3. The game before that, by the way, was a loss to Dallas. They had five goals and lost in a shootout. Jeez. They do not stop scoring. Yeah. They are a fast team, a high except scoring last team. Last night they got stopped. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> last did. Night they got they stopped. don't stop scoring except last night. <laughs> um, but they have been on an absolute tear. And they um I'll tell you what, it's gonna be tough when you play a team that puts up about four or five goals a game. It's just there's yeah. not a lot of answers for that. Yeah. And uh, it's partly because they just play so fast, they keep you on your heels. Um so I think they're just again they're going to be a very very dangerous team as the season continues yeah. and transpires. Looking ahead they have the uh, Vancouver Canucks see tomorrow night at 10 p.m. and then for the Lightning they are uh in Anaheim I believe playing the Ducks tomorrow night at 10 p.m. as well. Yeah and actually tonight for Florida they are playing Edmonton. Oh, so they, they are. do have the Oilers they tonight. Have back to back. Yeah cuz what they do is they do the Canadian swing. So they'll play all the Canada teams right now so Sounds uh, like a dance. Calgary <laughs> Calgary I'm not very good at that, though. Yeah. Cal- Calgary <laughs> on Tuesday. Uh, Edmonton tonight. Vancouver tomorrow. Seattle uh, on the 23rd. And then they go back up to Winnipeg on the 25th. So that whole West Coast Northern trip that they will Some do. Some might call it the Canadian swing. The Canadian swing is the most commonly known <laughs> as. Uh, when we come back, speaking of teams that are on the road, we'll talk about the Lakeland Magic, where they're at, when they'll come back home, as well as the Florida Tropics. Maybe give you a local college update and talk about some upcoming events as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Fourth and final segment coming up here for Sports Central this Thursday afternoon. It's brought to you by the Hampton Inn Bartow. We are talking sports this afternoon with Mark and Ryan. Thank you, Eric. Let's wrap up a, a good show. It is Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan and Mark, back at it. Reporting for duty. <laughs> back at it. Let's talk about our uh, Love Local update. And we'll start with the Lakeland Magic. You you uh, keyed that term, right? It's not you. I thought it was Local Love. Ah, there it is. Local Love. You Eric, keep don't make fun it. of me on this one. You keep we, wanting to change it. You had your local. fun with this last week. Let, let this as, one I'm slide. I'm not as think as you drunk I am. <laughs> there it is. I knew it was coming. I was like, where is it? 
Uh, um, but yes, Lakeland, they lost, unfortunately, their most recent outing to the Raptors, 111-99. to Hassani Gravit and Jair Greer led the Magic with 19 points each. Greer also chipped in with nine rebounds, three steals, and three blocks. So a uh, solid outing from him. Uh, Magic are on the road, but they return home on January 28th when they play the Long Island Nets, where it'll be facing family night, presented by Southeastern University. Ooh, your alma mater. Uh, alma mater. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, sticking with teams that play in the RP Funding Center, at the RP Funding Center. Talk about a team who's on and in there as well. Fuego. This is a team that's in Fuego. Uh, we had the chance to hear BJ this morning at one of our committee meetings, the uh, GM over with the Tropics, talk about the success of the team. He's not lying. They they are playing lights out. Yeah. Most recent game, a 12-3 route of the Harrisburg Heat. They are not on fire. Uh, in the major arena soccer league game, this past Sunday at the RP Funding Center, I mentioned this last uh, week, every game in January is a home game for them. So really taking advantage of this home schedule, right? I mean, they're and seven the, and during one. the weekends, too. And during the so weekends. So they get a chance to have some No excuse uh, to not go crowds. catch a game. Yeah. No excuse. Yeah. What's your excuse? I'm just messing with you. Water so the <laughs> Very good excuse. Uh, Bruno Henrique and Breno Oliveira each had a pair of goals, while um, Keel Williams... Anthony Arico, Zach Reggett, and Ben Espinal each scoring once. It's such a different game because it's so high scoring. It's like watching a Florida Panthers game. It's insane how high scoring it is, and it's a lot of action, a lot of fun. So definitely recommend Question check out you. one of these games. Yeah. How answer. big of an adjustment is it uh, playing from a full size, you know, outdoor soccer field to coming mm-hmm. and playing inside? Because I know Ben Avir Espinal was a member of the Southeastern Fire uh, soccer men's soccer team. So oh, what's yeah, that adjustment yeah. been like maybe for him as he's come from you know playing outdoors it's a great to question. playing indoors? Great question. Thank you. It's a very different game. Um, it, kind of two two main points. The first point is the field is smaller, right? So because the field is smaller, it's very difficult to spread the ball across the field. So you're 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 moving more in a sprint than you are in like a jog or a. It's a more of a consistent of a pace right. rather than you know. Exactly. Seeing the ball every few you're, seconds. You're, so when you're when you're pre- not to get too technical, when you're pressing someone, you're pressing with with purpose because you know there's only so many angles they can pass that ball because mm-hmm. the field is smaller, right. right? There's not a lot of space, so your passes are shorter. They're they're more crisp. They're coming in quicker because you have to get the ball to a certain spot in a certain time. And then the, the second part of it that's really interesting is the defensive strategy. It's totally different. Defensive strategy is much more man-on-man. Oh, excuse me. Defensive strategy is much more zone hmm. because people are moving at such various angles right. and moving around randomly. You can't play man-to-man. You're going to get lost in the traffic. Gotcha. And the boards play a huge role, obviously. Yeah. Um, cool. So as I mentioned, if you want to check out one of those games, you can head to the RP Funding Center website or visit the Lakeland Magic and Florida Tropics website to find out more information on tickets. Quickly, Mark, can you tell us about some events that are coming up this weekend? Yeah, busy weekend as always. First up, we have the USTA baton, baton twirling. That's a tongue twister if I've ever seen one. Uh, the United States Twirling Association, January 22nd uh, for some baton twirling at Polk State College. Um, always a good event. Really interesting to watch them go out and do that. I cannot do that. No, That scares the life out of me. Oh, yeah, it's brutal I would for me. poke an eye out or something. Easily. Yeah. Easily. I'm with you on that one. Uh, then up next, January 22nd and the 23rd, the USFA uh, has an event, the United States Fast Pitch Association uh, softball tournament at the Bartow Softball Complex. Uh, always looking forward to those. Absolutely. And then we also have the Waba Juco Early Bird. That's World Amateur Baseball Association. They'll be over at Lake Myrtle the 28th through the 30th. And then finally, the NSA chilling on the field with the National Softball Association over at Christina's. And I feel like we have to mention the Polk County Open. 
and the Poe County Disc Golf Open. That's right, over at Holloway Park and Next Royce Hart Park. Next weekend. Next weekend. So yep. be on the lookout for that. Two disc golfers here in the studio. Yep. Avid disc golfers. Yep. Uh, for more information, we definitely did not cover all the January events and events that are coming up. You can go on and head to centralfloridasports.com. For other events happening throughout the county, head to visit centralflorida.org. And if you need more information, give us a call at 863-551-4750. For Marky Mark, Abs and Jenna, Eric in the studio, this is Ryan Buckley for Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7.